Well, welcome back, everybody. It is a solemn Monday, unfortunately. Uh, Bears picked up a 24 to 14 loss to the Packers. Of course, Zach, I know that you know you're enjoying a nice fine weekend in in San Diego for your for your fall break and had to record the game and get back to it later. So no one no one did any spoilers for you. But what were your raw reactions uh, kind of watching the game over? Uh, yeah, so I, I I missed the game live. I actually had to. Uh, I got the NFL Game Pass. Your recommendation ended up working <laughs> perfectly. I, I got the Game Pass, the free trial, uh, and then I instantly canceled it after the game. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah, uh, worked out pretty well. I got to say, pretty disappointing loss. Uh, there were a couple moments for sure where I felt like, um, like the game potentially, you know, was was somewhat within reach. Like it felt competitive um, for a good chunk of this game. I think. Up until pretty much the third quarter, I I didn't really feel like it was too far out of reach, which I thought maybe early on that, or you know, before the game had started, that this is the this is the kind of matchup where we should probably get smoked. But it it didn't feel that way. Right. We started off hot. Um, uh, yeah. So like I said, I was out in San Diego during the weekend. Today's actually my girlfriend's birthday, so shout out Maria, twenty uh, first. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there you go. so big day, big day, big day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at least you have something to distract you from that. So happy birthday to her. And yeah, I, honestly, right. The game didn't go quite how I expected it. Um, of course, I, I thought the Bears had a had a chance. We had a little bit of a recording issue. I actually kind of did the the honorary Bears win because uh, one of us had to, to choose the Bears winning. I was a little back and forth on it, but I, yeah. I was really hoping the offense would, you know, kind of blow me out of the water a little bit. I was saying, hey, the Bears are going to get their first 30-point game of the season. It didn't quite come to that. It started out, think I was thinking, hey, maybe maybe we might actually get that. The first drive was pretty spectacular. Uh, Justin Fields started out 3-for-3, three three, made a really nice pass to Allen Robinson right on the sideline and finished it off with a, with a strong Khalil Herbert touchdown. Um, Khalil Herbert looked really good again playing. Of course, he had to carry the majority of the load with Damian Williams out. I thought he played really well. I think running the football was something that worked out well for him. It was kind of a weird game for the Bears because they did some things right and some things just went totally wrong. I think on the offensive side of the ball, it was kind of a little bit of the smaller things this week for Justin Fields. Um, of course, there were some bad officiating mistakes, like that pick that he had probably should have never happened or shouldn't have counted um, with a little bit of defensive encroachment there, but almost replicated it again, but got fortunate enough that Adrian Amos had a foot out of bounds. So it was tough. I mean, and also I'd say my biggest gripe with him is just like, yeah, he'll eventually learn, you know, when the best time to throw the ball away is. And, you know, you can't fault him all the time because he had to run out of the pocket in certain instances because the pocket was collapsing onto him. I think even sometimes they even tried to force moving him out of the pocket a few times when they didn't really need to. I think there's a little bit of this misunderstanding with Justin Fields that since he has this athletic ability, we constantly need to be moving him out of the pocket. Justin Fields is someone that enjoys being in the pocket as long as he has the protect protection to do so. And, and against the Browns game, he didn't, and he was under a little bit more heat um, in this game as well and, and took a few sacks. And then on the defensive side of the ball is just the tackling. Um, and, of course, you know, hate to come after him again and, 
you know, I think um, I'll even do a, a, a video on this because so much has come of the whole situation. But Eddie Jackson, my goodness, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just really tough to watch him go out there week in, week out and just not know how to tackle. Uh, and that happened all across the board for the Bears in this game. Um, you know, there were some stiff arms, but Tashawn uh, Gibson got stiff arm down and missed a tackle that led to a, another touchdown later on in the game. And it was just, it was tough. And the Packers came at it. They didn't even have to throw the ball. The Packers ran the ball effectively. And, you know, other teams are going to keep kind of hitting on that throughout the season because this Bears pass rush is good. Uh, Khalil Mack got in on Aaron Rodgers. Akeem Hicks got in on Aaron Rodgers. And um, Robert Quinn as well. So it's kind of... It's just concerning to see that because I don't want the Bears defense to get picked on just because they're a little bit vulnerable in the run. Yeah, I thought, I mean, our, our pass rush was, was there. They were showing up. Uh, Robert Quinn continues to have a year that I, I just, compared to last year, it's unbelievable uh, the step up. He looks like he did in Dallas. Uh, Roquan Smith obviously had himself a game. But you're right about Eddie Jackson. Um, you know, uh, as much defending as I give this guy, he uh he has been kind of invisible. Uh he just he just has not been there. He's not been making the plays uh we saw from him a couple years ago. And uh it's been really discouraging because obviously our secondary is already thin. We're already looking for, you know, for any kind of a playmaker. Uh Jalen Johnson got cooked, man. He just got cooked. <laughs> he did. Uh, oh, oh. I think for the most part, like the Bears did a good job of slowing down Devontae Adams. I mean, he only had four catches for like 80 yards, but he got cooked in a pretty crucial moment, and that's when it hurt. And and honestly, the Bears defense came up short when it came down to a crucial moment, which, you know, overall they're playing against the Packers. You know the Packers are going to put up some points on you, and I think the Bears defense did a reasonable job, um, you know, barring all the missed tackles. That's a huge fundamental issue. But yeah, when it when it came down to crunch time, when it was seventeen to fourteen, and the Bears desperately needed a stop, they couldn't get it. You know, and right. it's it's tough. It's tough that it worked out that way. And like you said, Jalen Johnson, he got beat pretty bad there. I'm pretty sure it was kind of a little bit of double move. Lost him on the sideline there, and really honestly fortunate that you know Devontae Adams didn't didn't take it all the way to the house then. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, right? He only had four receptions. 90 yards but but you know I like to look at averages it's like if you're averaging 22.2 yards a catch um you you cooked your opponent like that's Johnson played yeah. I, okay but really I you know this was this was probably the first time this year we've really seen him just get roasted uh, on a couple plays here so so when when you know your cornerback one is is up against arguably the best uh receiver in the entire NFL uh, you you hope that guys like Eddie Jackson can step up and really you know support and at least make the friggin' tackles he's supposed to. So uh, that was that was a big disappointment. Um, but but really, I, I thought the strength of the Packers' attack came on the ground. I mean, they had Aaron yeah, Jones absolutely. and we can't even forget about AJ Dillon. I mean, he he mm-hmm. had eleven carries for f- basically sixty yards. Both of them were averaging uh, over five point yards uh, per carry which is not going to cut it. I mean, you know, you, you can't let two different backs average over 5.4 uh, and expect it to to win. I mean, like, you know, they're, they're just going to beat you up. They're going to tire you out, and that's what they did. Um, Aaron Rodgers was big in this game. 
despite the fact he only had 17 completions and, and under 200 yards. He threw two touchdowns, and he rushed for a touchdown. That was, um, you know, he showed his uh, – oh, no, he didn't. No, my bad. He Did he? No, he did rush for a touchdown. My bad. I'm, yep. I'm getting that, confused. Right there at the end with right. the iconic, I still own That's you. That's right. Yeah, uh-huh. that was fun to hear. <laughs> that that felt good. That felt good. <laughs> yeah, it, it was – Honestly, this is one that kind of stings because I think the Bears gave us a little bit of hope in this one. And, and that's when it really sucks with the Bears is sometimes the Bears can really just go out there. They give you a little bit of hope that, hey, you know, maybe they can actually pull this off. And it wasn't the typical way that the Bears lose to the Packers. I mean, you expect Aaron Rodgers to just dominate you. And and like you said, Aaron Rodgers had a very efficient game, only missed on, what, five or six passes in six, the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he was targeted. He was good. He didn't really make any mistakes. But it was all uh, on the ground, and they were able to control the game that way. Honestly, the Packers controlled the game by, you know, just keeping the ball on the ground and, and staying on the and staying good on drives and punching it down the field. And and they executed well, you know, once they got it into the red zone. It, it's just it's tough. It's a tough way to take this loss. And I think overall, there's some positives to take away um, with Justin Fields. But it's just, it's kind of odd that we're seeing such similar stat lines from him week in, week out. You know, it seems like we're, we're hovering above, you know, a little bit above 50% completion rate. Um, he usually throws a pick, which I'm not really like, I'm not going to drag on him too much for that. Obviously, this one probably shouldn't have counted. But also, I'm fine with a young quarterback, you know, taking a shot and, and making a mistake. Like, this is all a learning process for him. And, you know, I, I think you will reiterate this as well, Zach, that so much of the season is just about developing Justin Fields. It would have been icing on the cake to go out and, and beat the Packers, and it's going to be tough to get him in the second game when we're playing at Lambeau. So this might have been the one where they could have gotten him or gotten the Packers. But, you know, overall, it's just I we're seeing the same thing. A little bit of his play calling, like he's still not able to just go out there and and let it rip, and, you know, we're not seeing him have 40 pass attempt games or anything like that, um, but, it, you know, it, it's just, we're, we're, we're kind of like foaming at the mouth in a way to, to see him have this big game, because I, I think all Bears fans are just waiting for the game. He goes out there, you know, throws 250, you know, three touchdowns, maybe he throws a pick, um, but overall, I mean, there were some positive things. I, I was happy he was able to find Komet on a couple of occasions, like, when the Bears really stick to the play action and they're able to give him protection, it's just so nice. I mean, they're usually able to find nice chunk plays with that. Um, and them sticking and being honest to the run game and being a relatively balanced offense is, is helping with that. And there are a couple opportunities for Justin Fields to get some some yards on the ground as well. Um, but sometimes, you know, you know, maybe he's just trying to do a little bit too much and you know, I don't know if it's underestimating the speed of some of these edge rushers and defensive ends in the league, um, but you know he's getting he's getting caught in the backfield sometimes, especially when he's trying to push it from the outside. I, I've found that he has a lot more success success when he's trying to run up the middle, finds a gap in the middle of the pocket, and is able to exploit the defense from there. But when he tries to bounce it outside, you know, there's kind of like some alarm bells that are ringing in my head. I'm like, uh oh, this isn't going to turn out good. And yeah, a lot of times it just didn't. Yeah. Uh- you know, the thing is, we said, or I said a long time ago, you know, this this year should just be a developmental one for, for Justin Fields. And you look at where he's at right now, and, and you nailed it. He's just hovering a little bit above 50% completion, uh, completion percentage. And 
you know, the thing is his numbers his numbers just don't really pop at you. This isn't this isn't like a guy that on paper you're going, Wow, this is, you know, what a what a rookie season. Like, nah, honestly, it's been it's been pretty bad statistically. Um I think in terms of the eye test, you keep watching him and go, This kid has just a massive, massive amount of potential. Just every every play you see how explosive and fast he is and and if he could just kind of you know get the decision making down and if we could build around him a little bit better we know how special he can be but uh like last week uh when he when he jammed his knee he makes these plays where he's extending plays and he kind of doesn't know when to just throw the ball away when to just hey man this this play didn't work you know there's nobody nobody's getting open i don't have time I'm going to I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to either check down or I'm going to throw it away. I I feel like Justin Fields is like allergic to checkdowns. Um funny enough, you know, Andy Dalton was addicted to them. That's that's basically all he did. And I'm glad we're seeing Justin <laughs> yeah. Fields extending extending the field and really or stretching the field and really showing that he's willing to throw it deep. But dude, sometimes just get the 5 yards. Uh there was a play I don't remember where it was, maybe second or third quarter, but he had somebody open over the middle that was like a guaranteed first down. Uh, and really, I mean, as the play was happening, I was screaming at the at the, the TV, which I usually don't do uh, that badly. Right. <laughs> screaming, throw the ball. Just throw it, man. He's right there. And he was holding on and he was dancing around in the pocket. And I could tell his eyes were downfield. And he was looking at, I think he was looking at Robinson or Mooney. Uh, and, and to... To his credit, I actually believe that play was a completion. And I kind of went, ah, okay, okay. But there's a moment there where, you know, it's like you're putting yourself in such unbelievable danger during these plays. And obviously, I think he was sacked five, four or five times this game. I mean, you can't get sacked five. Way too much, though. Way too much, man. You can't get sacked five times a game. It's just not a, a sustainable practice. You're young. Your your limbs are, you know, made out of jelly and you're you're – uh, cartilage is all there, but dude, as you get older, man, that, that shit just doesn't work. So, you know, he's making a lot of rookie plays. He's like, he's making a lot of rookie mistakes and he's also making these big plays because of his explosiveness. But I, it's, I'm looking like long-term and I'm just saying this isn't like a sustainable way to play, play football. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get beaten up. And he already has been like every week he's getting drilled Last week, I thought that in the Raiders game that he was going to come out and, like, be out a couple times. Early on, he took that shot to the ribs. Later, he buckles his knee. You know, it's just like, dude, you you can't play like this. So, in this game, he was running around so much, and there were so many plays where I was just saying, man, get rid of the ball, throw the ball. And sometimes he took a sack without needing to. I mean, like, it could have been just a, a busted play and just a throwaway um, and sometimes he probably could have gotten some yards, a little check down, but I don't think he's looking for that. He's, he's, you know, he's playing like he's young, which he is, he's 22. Uh, and he's, he's trying to make those big plays. It's like all or nothing. Uh, with that said, I mean, he did find, I thought Cole Komet finally showed up like in a big way this game. He's still spreading the ball around. Uh, once again, got it to six different receivers. Um, or I guess five. Uh, still spreading the ball, uh, spreading the ball out, getting Allen Robinson a little involved, but, uh, yeah, man, I just, I wish, I wish I would see him play with a little bit more IQ and a little bit less athleticism. 
Yeah, and I think you certainly kind of drill that, you know, kind of the coin football term, which is live the fight for another down. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of times the, the sacks that he's taking not only detrimental to his health, but in certain instances, especially towards the end of the game where it's third and 15, he's trying to do so much and he ends up making it a fourth and like 22 or 23. And it's like, well, now you've made it just about impossible on yourself. And it, the, that play ends up turning into a Hail Mary for some odd reason, which was weird i thought that it was odd with like two minutes left in the game on a fourth and 20 whatever the bears are just chucking up into the end zone it's like well way to just really give it up (laughs) you know yeah like but yeah with fields i I think that obviously he's handicapped a bit by the offensive line but you know it's kind of a little bit of college practice like you said you know some of it is a little bit of these just rookie things you expect from a rookie and it's just like it's kind of like in that college game where you know you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulder and and you're you feel like you have to do everything you know when things are starting to go a little bit bad when you're facing some adversity you know you feel like you got to put it on yourself and it's commendable that you know he's willing to put that weight on his shoulders but hey man this is the NFL and I know the Bears aren't necessarily the best team weapon weapons wise but they've gotten a lot better and you know, sometimes just, just let your weapons do the work for you. Um, like you said, kind of hitting at that check down, you know, if you got someone like Khalil Herbert or Cole Komet, that's kind of sitting shallow and the plays developed and it's taken a long time and the coverage is backed off of him, just give it to him and let him get the junk, the chunk play. And if anything, maybe he breaks the tackle and then springs it into a bigger play. Um, sometimes you just gotta let the weapons do the work for you. I mean, look at what Tom Brady does down there in Tampa Bay. I mean, he literally, gets it to his weapons and, and lets him do the work for him. I mean, whether it be Gronk who's currently injured or or someone like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, you know, not all of these are, you know, pass plays right into the end zone. I think for our podcast that, that didn't go up, one thing that you made a, a really good point of was when's the last time the Bears threw a touchdown pass that, that wasn't right in the end zone, you know? It, we gotta give, you know, some of these receivers and uh, backs you know, a chance to, to get into the end zone themselves or, you know, get some yards after a catch. And, you know, it's just things that can develop on further. And I think looking towards this Tampa Bay game, there's a, a lot of things that, that kind of make me worried, especially um, after what we saw after this game. But we knew that this stretch was going to be tough. And, hey, they picked up a win against the Raiders team. I don't think all is, is kind of glum. Um, and, and not to burn a video idea, but before we wrap this up, I kind of want to see i don't know if you've seen the news on this sack but you know there's kind of a little bit kind of the first signs of this locker room coming apart a little bit and i know this this team is three and three but you when you have someone like eddie jackson and he's going on twitter to to tweet back at a, at a, yeah against kind of a, a legendary bears player it's just not a great look and he really just got like shot down by everyone i don't really think there was anyone that was really team Eddie Jackson there, yeah. especially with the way that he played. And it's just like, ah, can we not do this? Like it, it was bad enough that we lost this game to the Packers and then he played bad. And it's like, not only on top of you getting dragged, I hope he's getting dragged in the film room. Like, I hope the rest of the people in the defense are like, do you see what you're doing here? Eddie Jackson, like, especially on that, that little shovel pass play where he got like stood up and pushed into the end zone. Like, man, like I, I hope everyone's kind of pointing and laughing at him. And now you're going to go out on a tweet and call out someone that was pretty highly regarded by most Bears fans. Maybe didn't have the greatest exit, but a highly regarded Bears player is going to dig up a pro football focus tweet from 2011. And then everyone's just going to be, everyone's just going to be like, Oh, so that's what you're doing with your time. Not trying to get better. You're on Twitter. (laughs) I, I, man, I, 
not to sound like that old head because I'm I'm only 26, soon to be 27. But <laughs> like, man, get off Twitter. Just get off Twitter. Uh, yeah. All athletes, man. I'm I, like in every sport. It's it's amazing how many times they just shoot themselves in the foot trying to make like a good point, and everybody just stands there and goes, "God, man." You just, that's, that's so just like, get off Twitter and just get off, bro. It's not, you know, like don't clap back at, 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 you know, Lance Briggs, like dude, dude is a, is a legend, man. You know, uh, uh, look, you're not playing well. Don't drag down, you know, some former legendary player to try and make yourself relatively feel better. Like, no, dude, you are playing like crap right now. There's, you're not the only one. Other people are playing like crap. You could argue that that uh, Justin Fields is kind of playing like crap. We're, a lot of people are playing like crap, except for maybe our running backs, you know. Um, and and I guess and like uh, the edge rushers and the you know? edge rushers, like, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like like edge rushing and and running backs have been studs. Everyone else could improve. They could just like you know doesn't mean that they're all sucking, but but Eddie Jackson in particular, it's like. Hey man, the only reason that people are talking about you playing poorly is because you are like a pro bowler, and you're you're a guy who's also paid like a pro bowler. Um, and if you're playing even just okay or or below average, not good, not good. You have high expectations, so you should take that as as like a badge of honor. You know uh, uh, that that people have these lofty goals for you that. That we think that you are that talented uh, and that much of a of a game changer that you should be showing up night in and night out to actually like affect these games. And if you're not, there's something wrong. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't like it. I don't like when f- current players come after former players. I also don't really love it when f- former players come after current players, unless True. it's super <laughs> warranted. You know, um, in this case. I don't think that it's necessarily that Eddie Jackson has been like sucking. It's that he's just not been helping. You know, he he has not been making the plays that we we were used to seeing a couple years ago. And and he has had a couple mistakes for sure. But I think he's also got a really big role right now. I think that because of how weak our secondary is, we're kind of like, hey man, you are you know you are the safety net. You are supposed to come in there and really really make sure that we don't get burned over the top and we have been like every good team knows how to just burn us and uh and some of that you know has been set up by the run obviously i mentioned this this week uh the packers like we did the week before had had two um had two running backs that were just cooking us just you know one play after the next they were just going back and forth uh with with jones and dylan they both, you know, one had 13 carries, one had 11. It's it's hard to stop that when both running backs are being successful. And and Aaron Rodgers himself, he he took off with the ball seven times. He wasn't quite as successful with the legs, but I mean, he got the rushing touchdown. It's hard to stop once the rush, you know, the the rush starts being successful. It's it's uh, the passing game just opens wide up, and and you know, Aaron Rodgers loves the play action, and uh, he was he was implementing it, you know, successfully. So. Our defense just overall just you know they all need to step up and and I I just don't like to see Eddie Jackson out there on Twitter I don't like to see anyone on Twitter honestly I hate Twitter yeah, he kind of unnecessarily dragged the spotlight 
onto himself. Right. And uh, I'd say that the response is that he better ball out in this Tampa Bay game. You know, you're going to come out and make that statement, kind of make yourself look stupid. You better play one hell of a game. And I think that record kind of goes for a lot of these players, um, both defensively and offensively on the Bears that, you know, now is kind of the time where it's time to kind of put up or shut up, you know, um, start balling out and start really showing, uh, showing what you're worth. And, you know, we'll see. I think the game prep for the Bears for this Tampa Bay game is going to be going to be very interesting. And yeah, we're certainly going to dig into it pretty deep. There's a lot to cover um, with this Packers game. Of course, that's a huge game and also heading into this next week against Tampa Bay and then the following week against the 49ers. The Bears are still very much in this gauntlet of games really kind of smack dab in the middle of it. And it's really, I mean, this is going to tell us a lot about this Bears team. And hopefully, I mean, even if they end up uh, on the losing side of it, you know, hopefully there's definitely some development and growth to to be had there. I think that's the main thing that, that Zach and I want. And I'm sure that's what, you know, most Bears fans are wanting. You know, I think that, you know, it, even if, you know, if Justin Fields had a huge game and they lost to the Packers this week, it would be a little bit easier to swallow. Um, but, you know, we can always hope he's still making steady improvements, but there's still the little things there that are concerning. And, you know, as always, a lot to cover with this Bears team. Any any parting thoughts before we uh, just forget about this game and, <laughs> you know, hopefully only touch about it a little bit on the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say the Bucks is going to be, you know, we talked a little bit about the Packers and the Bucks back-to-back being arguably the two hardest games in the entire season, and they're back-to-back. Not only is this going to be, you know, a, a real test for for how we come back after getting thumped like that, but this this is our first chance to break above five hundred. Um, you know, this is the, we're finally sitting here again, five hundred again. This this not only could be a win, you know, over a team that's five and one currently, a big win team, but but to finally get on the right side of the the winning column. Um. Both, I think both of us basically projected a, a 500 or a slightly sub 500 season. I'd like to see them carry on most of the season with a winning record. Um, if they could beat the Bucks, I mean, arguably they got a couple weeks here coming up where where maybe we could maintain that winning record. As soon as you end up on on the you know the other side of a, of a losing record, you, it it's tough. I think mentally you start to look at the season and go, well, we can't really lose much more. You know, like we. We're, we're, we're approaching the bye week pretty soon, and you, can, you just can't keep taking losses. Like, when you get to four, five, six losses, it's over, man. Like, you, 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 start, to, you start to just look and go, nah, man, we have to have – we literally have to win every single game and then, like, through the postseason. Like, there is no more room for losing. And not that you ever have that, like, oh, we want to lose, but I, I, think, I think when that record starts to turn negative, you know, or sub-500 – there's a mentality shift and I, and and not that that's necessarily the worst thing uh, in terms of management. You know, if we were to lose the next three in a row, I think Ryan pays really ought to start looking at trades and, and shedding some, some, you know, big contracts, even looking to trade guys like Akeem Hicks, um, you know, barring any sort of future injury, but it's, it's, it's going to be a defining couple of weeks. Uh, This Bucks game is going to be pretty important. You know, I think it's an expected loss. But then you got the Niners and Steelers coming up right after that. This this middle stretch of the season is is arguably going to be the most important in terms of just defining where the rest of the year goes. So big week, definitely going to be watching, uh, definitely going to be super tuned in all week to see how players are doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a, a big week leading up to, to this matchup, and there's just a lot of players to account for um, on Tampa Bay. And like you said, it's a chance for them to break over 500 again. Uh, held 3-2 and two for a little bit, and now we're kind of right back to familiar territory for the Bears. But we'll, we'll break uh, we'll break a lot of this down for you all um, in this week's podcast. So look for that to come out um, probably on Wednesday or Thursday of this week. And, uh, yeah, probably a lot more videos on the YouTube as well. So as always, guys, I appreciate, uh, y'all listening and, and hopefully this, uh, talking about the game didn't bring you down too much. And <laughs> as always <laughs> bear down, bear down.